some sort of something that said uh, Wally Opus. All right, there's the intro music. This is it. This is it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you made it, right? Yeah. During, uh, I interviewed Chloe a couple episodes ago, and it started playing, and she got quiet, and I was like, what? She's like, oh, I thought you were going to like rap or sing. I'm like, can you imagine opening up the show with a rap? A rap? <sighs> I did see she was on here. I, I was like, okay, I'm going to check it out, and I was like, I'm going to go on there in two weeks and I don't want to know anything I don't want to know any questions you're going to ask because then I'm going to be thinking about it right and then I'm going to come be like okay I'm going to say you know I know it's just how your brain works I was like I'm just I almost sent you the questions to be like here if you want to know what we're going to talk about but I'm glad I didn't because I feel like I could kind of get an interesting angle from knowing you for so long and being Mm -hmm. like being so close to you and kind of get an interesting angle of your journey to where you are now. So, okay, let's jump in. I got a little intro I'm going to do. Okay. All right. Hello, miners, and welcome to the fifth, fifth episode of Mining in the Foothills, where I am on the search for dialectic gold with doers from around the Midwest. I am Wes from Oleopus, and my guest today is my good friend Cooper, a fine artist who's reimagining the genre of still life, bringing a fresh new style to represent the beauty of nature. He has collaborated on projects with global brands such as Puma, WeTransfer, Adidas, and The Do Tour, to name a few, and with recording artists such as We Thin, uh, Paradox, and Jay Quiles, to name a few. Uh, Cooper's currently represented as a fine artist by the Maddox Gallery, a London-based art brokerage that owns renowned galleries in London, LA, and Switzerland. This past week, Cooper wrapped up a year of painting 27 new works for his first linden show with maddox scheduled uh, to take place on october 13th 2022 about a month away this guy is one of the hardest working most persistent and most committed people i have the pleasure of calling my friend he in addition to all of the accolades he also served as my best man at at my wedding and gave a great little speech and has been my bonehead brother for more than 20 years Cooper Hales originally from Fort Branch, Indiana, but is currently based in Evansville, where he works and lives with his pup and his girlfriend. So cheers. Thank you for doing this. Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, so you're coming off a huge live paint battle win mm-hmm. this past Sunday mm-hmm. in Indianapolis with Secret Walls. You also just this week, if I'm not mistaken, wrapped up 27, your 27 canvases for Maddox Wednesday this past Wednesday so it's yeah. today's Friday so that was two days ago yeah two days ago so how does it feel how do you feel this morning has it sunk in yet or are you still kind of in it did work mode do you feel like you need to get to it yeah literally uh Wednesday night Wednesday night late probably 11 I put the last touches on so um yeah and then it was like I had like a bottle of wine and I kind of just <laughs> sat there, you know, for an hour and just kind of like looked around and stuff and then woke up Thursday and was like, okay, like it's just I what I do. What am I going to do? Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's just my day to day. That's how I operate. It's like, okay, you know, and then I already have probably seven to seven to eight pieces already up and going Okay. Um, that one of my assistants has, you know, prepped. So, these can go for later on in the future for things that are going to be going on. So it's kind of like, I just, you know, it just keeps going. Yeah. I mean it, you know, it never ends. So, um, 
And then with more opportunities coming up that Maddox are bringing to the table. And then after the show and stuff, we had a big call yesterday about things and stuff like that. So, but like for a few, like for what's coming up after the London mm-hmm. show. Yeah. And then planning, planning the show week, planning yeah. after this and that, but it feels, it feels good. You yeah. know, it's like, no matter what happens, you can't control the outcome. All I can say is I did it and I did it, did it to the best of my ability. I don't have any regrets this year. You know, I sacrificed a lot of time yes. and, and a lot of stuff. And, um, you know, this is what I was going for and this is what I did. You know, I, I, I finished the work, you know, you got to finish to be a good artist and that's all I can do. God, I, dude, I remember when you set out, was it a year ago already? Like, was it a year ago or was it not quite a year ago? Well, last October is when they flew me over. So then I came back. I worked on a piece for Art Basel in December. Yes. And then... For Maddox, or mm-hmm. underneath Maddox for the first time. Yes, yes. So that was kind of our first uh, group group showing together. Yes. And then um, I think I had maybe like a commission, a couple of commissions at the end of the year. Okay. And then Christmas and the holidays came. And then we came back from Missouri, I believe, January 2nd. And then okay. that's when I started. So was thinking about it yesterday so it's almost right at nine months okay mm-hmm. yeah wow. which is my longest time to work on a project if you yeah. gotta think about it it's just one project that's what it is with, tw- a, with a lot of moving pieces and like 27 divided by nine i think that's three <laughs> i never was good at math but i'm thinking like yeah. <laughs> that's three canvases a month so and I, these are not no fuck around canvases i i actually did t- 29 Oh shit! Okay, so <laughs> literally, dude, I'm <laughs> only taking twenty seven. Or no, no, no. We're we're on like the contract in the paper says twenty seven, and they wanted me to do some like works on paper and drawings and stuff. And I kind of like did throughout like a little bit here and there. I just haven't really sat down and had the time to like really focus in and hone on that. You know, people aren't coming to the show for my drawings right now. They're not. Which is, a, it would it would be displayed as a separate. It would like, be displayed like downstairs, kind of, you know, where like the bathrooms cheaper, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be smaller. real cheap and um, things like that. So I talked to them and I was just like, I don't, like I've tried, I'm, I feel like I'm wasting my time, this and that. And um, I think I had like a week a week or a week and a half left and then I called off the drawings Yeah, and then I was like, all right, a week and a half left and then I did two more canvases on top and I said, hey, I got two bonus canvases. So that'd be a good look for me. They sure. wouldn't be mad and, and you have to fill the gallery. Like if that, if they're not going to be on this wall, you have to have something to fill the gallery space. Gotcha. So, <clears throat> cranked um, on two more additional pieces. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and one of them was actually bigger than any other canvas. I think it was like 80 inches by a hundred or something like that. And oh, that's shit. one of my new kind of like these speaker stacks I'm, I'm calling them. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, and I was thinking like, okay, maybe art basil, I'll, you know, put that in. And I was just like, dude, do it now. Like what, yeah. what am I doing? it's finish Dude, it by, and do it now and by december you'll have you'll be on to yeah. something yeah yeah so so 29 works actually holy hell so you finished them wednesday night did you mail them yesterday or did they come pick them up no or? so they were supposed to pick them up tuesday morning oh and the shippers canceled last minute due to some reasons i don't know why um so i'm actually glad because i needed those extra two days <laughs> yeah but um, so now they have it scheduled for like September 19th. 
uh, with another company and stuff. So, okay. um, but I, I'm, I'm finished. I'm not touching anymore. They're wrapped up. It, yeah. You know, but I, like at this point in your career and working with this gallery, you literally finish the canvases at your studio, mm-hmm. at your place. You mm-hmm. wait until they come. They send over a shipping guy mm-hmm. who picks them all up. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you just show up in London mm-hmm. next month and it's all done all displayed everything's up yeah. you know we've mapped out it's amazing we've mapped out all the gallery yeah it was in the contract they sent over before we did this it was like you know as soon as the work leaves my my door you know it's on them whether yeah you know the truck gets stolen the truck disappears the truck sure. burns up at a fire up. Yeah, yeah yeah um you know so th- there was all kinds of different stuff in the uh the contract you know that i never even really thought about before like um if there was you know a storm at my studio or something uh we'd figure out like it was it wouldn't just be on me you know yeah, what i mean yeah so it was actually really nice and cool to just kind of see like oh okay like this is nice you know like yes. i go through hell all year then as soon as they go out that door it ain't on my back just, the stress just goes off like and then i show up and they're magically appeared perfectly with everything else you know so I, don't you think too like <clears throat> i feel like a lot of people i want to say younger people but not necessarily but it, it happens in music too where people see an artist working with a record label and they're like i'll never do that i'll be independent yeah and maybe that happens in the art world too yeah you know like I know you were independent for a long time, so you were. Yeah. You had all of the cost, all of the liability, like scraping it was all by. on you. You mean scraping by? <laughs> yes, exactly. And like, but don't you feel like the like to grow at this level? I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, dude, you partnering with these companies. It's not a net. It's not just they're mm-hmm. raping you and taking no. all your money. It's the opposite. It's like, it is. dude, we're gonna make way more money mm-hmm. and. They're supplying shit. Mm-hmm. They got the liability too. They're taking care of all the shipping stuff. I mean, can mm-hmm. you imagine they, just the logistics of like, okay, you have to hire a company to ship them to London. And like, what happens when they get to London? Like, mm-hmm. that's such mm-hmm. a logistic, like to have all that taken care of. It's like, mm-hmm. this is kind of nice. They can provide so many resources yeah. that you can't provide on your own. You know, I mean, not at twenty-seven canvases, not no. at the scale of that. Maybe like one canvas. I mean, yeah, ship to you Miami, know. and then I, you know, figured out. You know, yeah. I, I've done that before, but I mean, this amount of work and the insurance on that when yeah. they're moving all this stuff around has to yeah. be insane. How all that paperwork does, but um, yeah, I mean, so they're getting shipped over there, and then they're going first. They're, they got to get photographed at okay. a place. And then they got to be shipped to another place because they're putting um, a black frame around every, all of the canvases, like a wooden frame mm-hmm. that's okay. painted black. And um, so when you're looking, the the walls are white, okay. and my stuff is so colorful that you that we've talked about it. You that black line is going to keep all of that color in, so it's not bleeding over onto each piece. So when you're looking at it, your mind can really focus in. And that can be kind of this um, surrounding fence yes. that your mind yeah, boundary this boundary thing. Um, yeah, we did That's it. A with, good idea. We we tried it with my piece uh, last month in Seoul, Korea. Okay, and <laughs> and then uh, so and then you could really tell how much that kind of 
just enclosed that and kept it in. That's awesome. Um, so it's got to go to that place next, and then it's got to be shipped back to the gallery, and then people got to be there to hang it up and you know figure all that out. I mean, it's way too much for one person. <laughs> and to these are not small take canvases. These no, are no, no. Big these are five canvases. feet, six feet. That other one's eight feet or something like that. So I mean, yeah, dude. What's funny is I was just like, I don't know much about the art world. Obviously, like. I'm an outsider in most ways, except for knowing you. But like, I was just on this. I was like googling some art podcast to kind of like, like, just see if I could get like a little context of the world. Uh-huh. And I, what's funny is I didn't listen to it, but I saw the title of one of these podcasts. It said like, um, it said like Soul, Soul Summer, and it was like how how Seoul, Korea, is becoming a mm-hmm. huge art spot mm-hmm. in the modern yeah contemporary market mm-hmm. how this so i didn't realize i thought that you said you were having a piece in an asian country mm-hmm. but i didn't realize that you were having it at mm-hmm. in like the new a yeah. new happening spot oh yeah that's do prob- they have a gallery over there um Are they like a partner i don't know exactly what all they have i'm sure there is a couple big galleries or big galleries are going to be moving in there because that is definitely probably one of, one of the next biggest spots. Um, but this was an art fair okay. that Maddox got invited to be in for the first time. So now they went, they included me with maybe 10 other artists or something like that. Okay. So I had a piece and they have 10 other artists and and then this big booth and then you know i don't know maybe 50 galleries in this big warehouse all set up their things you know you pay to get in you walk around you see it and then uh, you know you have your representatives standing there Mm -hmm. to talk to you if this piece sold you can get on our list you can learn about the galleries um and it's you know for luxury prestigious galleries who you know have skin in the game you're not getting in there when you have a you know what I mean? Art project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like a, you know, yeah. so they were very excited yeah. to um, be included for the first time. That's and awesome. it was very nice of them to, them to include me, which yeah, yeah, I got yeah. a call three months ago, you know, when I'm throwing shit at the wall, I'm stressed out, I'm not going to get the show done, this and that. <laughs> and they, they call me and they're like, hey, we got good news and bad news. I'm like, okay. And they're like, well, good news. We got accepted to this art fair in Korea. I was like, oh, cool. Like, was that with me? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm sitting there sweating, (laughs) you know. I got to get going here. I've been up for two and a half days. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they're like, "Um, uh, I guess that's the good news. Bad news is, you know, we want to take this one piece that we saw you painting on for the show. We want to put it there, so you're going to have to make another piece. Yeah. So there was all kinds of things throughout the year, things that happened like that, that kept you know going. So I mean, that that could be technically be like, okay, I did 30 works this year. <laughs> yeah. And um, there might even be a couple other instances like that throughout the year. But, well, Art uh, Basel was one, so there's 31. Yeah, I mean, all of that stuff. So, um, but yeah, I was super excited to be included there. It's my piece sold the first day. Oh, sick! So that was super cool. I'm kind of imagining, mm-hmm. like, when we lived in uh, Miami, I went to Art Basel one year. There was a big warehouse in Miami, mm-hmm. and um, it was kind of divided up like that, mm-hmm. where it was, like, t- like temporary walls were set up, you know, where, mm-hmm. like, each each wall, or it was, like, a different artist was in. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of imagining, and it felt like an art fair, mm-hmm. which was, like, it's not... It's not like a 4 H center art fair. This is like a <laughs> no, world yeah. gallery, yeah, yeah the, renowned the, artist. The biggest fair. Yeah, I mean, you want at, the, at these art fairs, 
I mean, people from like Soul or like Basil, like the biggest people in the art game will go there and see everything. So everything is what's happening. Everything is top notch. Um, Maddox brought in last year at Art Basel, I had two pieces there and you know, they brought in this big carpet. You can do anything you want in your own zoned off area. Okay. They brought in carpet. They brought in these nice uh, chairs and sofas and everything. People could, you know, they they have clients or whatever they want to sit down and talk, make it comfortable for them. <laughs> they, you know, they re- like their idea. booth, Walking around was probably I was I was blown away with it. I was like, oh, and wow. you weren't with them yet. Or you um, were last Art Basel's. I had the two pieces, but I hadn't signed the, the yeah, contract. You weren't in yet. I hadn't signed the contract for the three shows. Yeah. Okay. So the first show here's London, and then right now we're looking at next October to be Los Angeles mm-hmm. in their new gallery, mm-hmm. and then um, Switzerland would be their. Th- that that things could obviously change everything's up in the air sure. as time will go on but um yeah that's crazy yeah okay so let's go back in time just a little bit and then we'll and then we'll come back to this so for people who don't know you mm-hmm. um well give me a quick give me like a quick background of mm. your your history and and when you started really doing art. I know you've always mm-hmm. been, but you played sports growing up, but you've always mm-hmm. been into art. Mm-hmm. You were always good at art class. You like yeah. did the yearbook cover, like just yeah. random Yeah, random shit. stuff. Yeah, but then, so did you always paint or when did that start? Mm-hmm. And then when did it, re- like when did you really commit? Like what, ha- like when did, when, when did it become a thing where like, it's okay, I'm gonna just gonna do art now. Like this is mm-hmm. what. Yeah, so, there's a lot there, but yeah. just give us a quick background on the yeah, how you yeah. got. Yeah, I think growing up, you know, I drew a lot. Uh, my dad's mom would send in the mail, like, I remember like these animal books on one page, like a cow, you draw it on the other side, you compare yeah. it. And I, I literally <laughs> remember specifically like drawing that and literally looking at the paper and being blown away like, oh my God, I did that. It looks exactly like that, you mm. know? There's these little things like that. So, you know, I was drawing as a kid. I remember going outside specifically and sitting up against the house and just drawing and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, I did get into sports probably, you know, third grade. And then it was like, that's all you do out outside of school. Yeah. On the weekend, you get together, you play basketball with your buddies. Right. That's all, you know, I'm doing. Um, and then, you know, there's little things like eighth grade year, my art got picked, yeah, to be on the cover. And it's yes. like, oh, cool. And then, you know, you go back to like, you got to go to your next class, whatever. You know, you right. don't think about nothing. Anything. And then high school, yet. I took a couple art classes. Um, that was fun. Your and teacher I, saw some potential in you, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember having a conversation with her like, what can you do with this? And then all I can remember her saying is like, well, you know, you could teach or <laughs> this or that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Right. You know? And, but, and, to, her, and to her credit, she probably thought that's literally what everybody does around here. It's like right, you either right. get involved with like an institution, like a school or something, right. or like yeah. you work at like a nonprofit small gallery in Evansville. Like, right. you know, there's like, I don't really know. Only a couple options. There's really not, yeah, much. <clears throat> so did that and then um, went to Indiana State for a year, fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> Majored in nothing. <laughs> Partying, <laughs> you know. 
uh, then Ball State. And then I think when I was there at Ball State that first week, I was getting in business classes. And then I got had one art class and then I sat down with the lady and then we just kind of like, she just blew my mind like all these possibilities, she's throwing this at me, you could do this, this and this. And I was like, oh, yeah. this sounds like something I'd like to explore. And then she- Without, without telling your parents. Yeah, I was just kind <laughs> of first. like, yes, like- yeah, we're going to change this up or <laughs> I'm not doing this business shit no more. It's not for me. Right. Uh, so then... But you didn't pursue painting in college. No, 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 no. So... You pursued it graphic was art. Graphic art. Yeah. Because that was really the only thing my parents were like, hey, we'll Support pay. We'll pay yeah. that or else it's like, we're not going to waste our money. Which, I mean, looking back, it's like, I I, would, I, I understand. I mean, right, yeah. What are you going to pay? You're going to make money? What are you talking about? Right. Why don't you just go home and paint? You don't need. I don't need to waste eighty grand. You know, I get it. Yes. Um, but and I hadn't really been painting, so it's like you know. So graphic design got into there, and then with that, I had to take all of the other classes: woodworking, sculpture, a couple painting classes, um, drawing. You know, all of that. So, yeah. and Everything. then. So that was literally, I was then learning like skills and yeah. just all of that. And I remember then I had my first um, summer school thing to get like caught up. Yes. I had to get caught yeah. up. And then I that's, remember that. That's when we got the apartment. Yeah. You lived at the apartment for a year. And I lived summer by, summer by myself. And we had, it was like eight to noon classes, noon to noon 30 was lunch. And then like, from there on. from there to like five was uh, the second half of the day and these were long ass days i mean you're working drawing the whole time and then i have homework every night couple hours mm -hmm. so then that is when i really like to say that i started like turning professional in my mind like stephen Pressfield might talk about right and pro. learning like this is my day-to-day -day creating yes. and stuff. That's when I learned that. Um, and I always kind of had a good work ethic from sports growing up. Yes. And then now I just transition that all into this new thing that I'm doing. Right. You know, some people like that, that they just need, need a thing to do. They need something that they can put their energy and time into. Yep. And when people search and search, some don't find it. And then I was like, oh, I can see this. And then got that. And then, you know, studied a lot about different artists, um, stuff like that. And then after school, we moved to Miami mm -hmm. and then I had the graphic design job. And then I was like, oh, I want to kind of be maybe like a street artist and do murals. It's really cool there. Yeah. And it was, we were surrounded by, we were it surrounded in, uh, by it and that would, yeah, yeah. And that really inspired me. Yes. And that's when I think my mind was like, okay, I, maybe I want to be like a painter and do my own thing. Mm -hmm. Cause I was following these guys like Matt Steves, Greg, Mike in college. And I was like, they just found their own aesthetic. Steve's, yeah. You know, they found their own aesthetic and, and then, they just do it every day, yeah. you know, and yeah. they built that um, for years. I mean, those guys are in their 40s now. They've been doing this 20, 30, I don't know, you know. Yes. So but even like, then, dude, <clears throat> that was that was only five years ago or six years ago that mm -hmm. we were in Miami. Mm -hmm. But still, even at that point, the idea of like doing it actually professionally at a level like that, it seemed so far away still. It was like, mm -hmm. these guys are doing it and, and I want to do it, but it's like, like we would go to Art Basel and like we um you met Tristan Eaton. Oh, oh yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. 
And but like even then it was like, man, but he's got murals here. Mm-hmm. He's got like look at these giant canvases. Like this guy's, mm-hmm. I mean, man, how we you know, he's like yeah. he said in his forties, mm-hmm. you're just in your twenties. It's like, man, it still seems so far away, mm-hmm. even though that's where the direction was starting to head. It was mm-hmm. like I'm headed much more towards like a painting thing than like a graphic. Right. You were making graphics for musicians and for the record label and stuff all the time, branding and whatnot. But it was like mm-hmm. you were starting to see like a path of like, oh, I think I'm mm-hmm. more interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but what was cool is I was using my graphics style and knowledge mm-hmm. and that's how the art started coming out. And if you look at my canvases now, it has a graphical element to it mm-hmm. because that's how I was trained, yes. you know? Yeah. Which um, is funny because then it, it like influenced your graphic work to where you would not have perfect lines. Mm-hmm. And remember that? Like, mm-hmm. In your graphics, all of a sudden, like for your album covers and stuff, it's like you would hand draw them, mm-hmm. put them into your software, mm-hmm. and then color them and, and fuck with it. But like, it's funny how one, like that, your graphic work influenced your real paintings, and mm-hmm. then your paintings in turn, all of a sudden your graphics are not perfect. They're mm-hmm. very hand drawn, very like artistic. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how that balance or that, that played off each, you know, played mm-hmm. off each other. Yeah, I, I was like in college you know, hand drawing all of my stuff. No one else was doing that in class. And I was, yeah. and then it, I guess that could maybe come from my childhood of like, I always liked to hand draw stuff, you know? So then I was adding that element into my graphic design and then putting it into the computer and then coloring it up and stuff. And then it's just, you know, I, you know, you think about it, I've been working on my aesthetic for years now. Yes. Not really even knowing it. Right. And then trying to figure my own, you know, look out and stuff yes, like that yeah um and then so i did that for a year in miami on the side you know maybe had a couple murals and yeah then you had some cool little things in miami a couple like little you did things. like a wrap on that freeway or something, yeah oh yeah yeah like we did that pole and like there was a handful of projects like yeah that i was starting to get outside of work <laughs> a handful yes and then we, it doesn't sound very eventful to say that you painted a mural a, a mailbox but it's like <laughs> but you got to remember at the time this was huge like we were that getting was pictures big. taken with it dude like, that was big it's in the it's on the strip of winwood yeah. you know all these artists are walking around and in art basil right there like that yeah. was the time i outside i had it was like this mail thing or something you put your yes. mail in yeah and they had this contest where they picked 10 people um, it's funny to think about that was just a couple of years ago. And then like now last year I had two pieces inside with a very well-established gallery. <laughs> so they, th- th- these canvases sold, you know, yeah. like really there to there, I know. you know, um, <laughs> but just to end the background real sure. quick. So Miami for one year and then we moved to LA and then that's when I was like, Hey, like I'm ready to kind of do my own thing. Yes. And then I started painting shoes, just getting whatever work I could that I could put my own art onto. Yes. Anything. Album Anything. covers. I mean, literally. Uh, those uh, bags. Mm-hmm. Those, those Adidas bags. Yes. Um, the fuck are those? Fanny packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, pack. I did a Chloe few of those. We still yeah. have it. Yeah. Actually, hey, it's hanging over there. In keep the, it. Yeah, I'm going to. Um, so she freaking wore it one time and rubbed a little bit of the paint off. I think oh, I remember God. that. Um, and but then, yeah, at that time you were painting, you were like, but you yeah. were also involved in a very young, but like hot, uh, like happening group of like electronic musicians, like Louis the Child, mm-hmm. Wheat Thin, um, 
like just that group of people mm-hmm. and not only like collaborating on artworks but like they would buy your stuff you yeah remember that yeah like, danny and them have a few paintings over there they still live at that house oh, okay uh, yeah in the hills mm-hmm. or, uh, yeah yeah up in there yeah because i actually watched a super bowl there we did yeah, yeah that was a fun time but uh I did. I just did a cover for Weedy that we haven't put out yet. Yes. So we were. That's awesome. Talking and they're like, "Yeah, we still live here." And I was like, "Oh shit, that's cool. That um, is cool." But so then we moved to LA, mm-hmm. and then I kind of got involved in that a little bit. This, and then did that for a year. Then you guys moved, and then me and Jordan lived together. And then that's really when I kind of had my own first studio space in the living room. He stayed yeah. in the room, coded. And then that was kind of like my first studio space. So that's when I really started like buying actual canvases and being like, okay, I want to make canvases now. What's What am I going to be painting? What's my subject matter? Uh, all of that stuff. So that's really when I kind of that kicked in. dove into that. And we lived there for one year. And then um, I just needed something different. I was like, you know, I had done a bunch of murals actually in LA and yeah, other places. Some big fucking murals. Too. Yeah. I'll put some photos in this. Yeah. Uh, behind like, you know, like so you could slide and see some of the bigger shit that yeah. you did. And then I could just tell like, I wanted to move away from a little bit of the street stuff. And then I wanted to go more towards the gallery world. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's kind of when I was making that transition. I did it for a year. Um, I sold stuff. It was a good year. And then I was just like, you know, I, this is going to take a lot of time for me to like develop this stuff. Yeah. And I don't really want to be here in LA anymore. So I moved back here literally two months later, something COVID hit, everything got shut down. Yeah. And then I was really forced to be in my own, my own studio here yeah. with just a bunch of canvases and just say, Hey, okay, this is what I wanted. Now it's time to really see if I can do this. And I just started making canvases, making canvases. And then shortly after that, you know, I had a show here in Evansville and then the New York gallery guy Hepner saw that partnered with them, did an online show, sold yeah. it out. And then, you know, Maddox saw that online. They reached out and then just slowly <clears> been one year developing. later here now within four weeks, I'll be over there doing now my first solo international show. So yeah. it's all happened so fast. And I was like, when I left LA, I was like, dude, it's going to take like 10 years to really like get anywhere and stuff like that. And, you know, I just think now, like I saw this, you know, Elon talking about, he's like, if you just literally outwork everyone, yeah. like you can get done in six months, what someone will get done in a year. Mm. And like, you know, I wake up in the morning, I think it was a journal that you got me a long time ago. And it's mm-hmm. like, I write my hours down. Like, if this drinking this water like i know that i'm going to drink one gallon a day like mm. but if i'm not seeing those numbers it's kind of like i'm just going through this cycle of life that's you're yeah. not really measuring it yes. you know and yeah. it's like well i might have got this today or whatever and you go to bed you wake up that if i'm seeing that i'm actually painting 13 hours a day yeah i know that i'm out painting people by four or five hours right seven days a week no time off this year for this show you know so that's what that mindset i've tried to live by for a couple years now and then you know i'm 30 now at the big show i think that's great for me right now what i can do with you know the opportunities i've been given yeah um every artist has their own ups and downs and paths some do it big when they're 22 you know right right um everyone or some hit don't hit it till they're 60 or they're dead yeah some some never make it (laughs) yeah some never make it 
Um, but uh, yeah, I think that might in the background section yes, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it, what's okay. So that kind of takes me a little bit to this. You mentioned it a little bit, but like there was that period of time, especially in LA where you operated like not entirely as a street artist, but your mm -hmm. style was street art, but you would paint on, like we said, shoes, mm -hmm. bag, um, handbags. You just made a bunch of shit at that time. Like yeah. really a, a ton of different shit. Yeah. Um, and that was under the name Drew Visuals. Mm -hmm. But then I, I feel like there was, I, I guess it was after we had left and you were out there with Jordan in that period where you said you really started buying canvases and stuff. Mm -hmm. But was there, was there something that happened that like a person, like a conversation or maybe like a, a specific artist that you looked up to? Was there like something that happened during that period that you can remember that really like, pivoted you towards like i'm gonna i'm gonna stop pursuing the street art so much mm -hmm. the the being outside the murals like it's a lot of work i'm gonna stop doing all of that and i'm going to rebrand myself as a fine artist mm -hmm. it's like was there like an event or like something that happened that like really you're like yeah this i'm gonna do this like th mm -hmm. they did or was there something that happened that made you switch at age 27 or something you mm -hmm. know like you were headed towards being a muralist mm -hmm. and doing all these other products. Mm -hmm. Now you're saying, no, I'm, I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to pursue being in a studio. Mm -hmm. Was there something that happened? Do you remember? First, the name change from Drew Visuals. That's something I made up in college, literally yeah. because we had to have a website before we graduated in one of our classes. That's You just had to, right? And I was trying like andrew cooper andrew cooper art just the basics i don't yeah. know i didn't give a shit then you know yeah and then i was going by drew so it was like drew drew art drew visual drew visual like it just worked yeah and then and i it was just like a cool street art name it was a cool thing <laughs> for a minute yeah and then so i rode that out for a couple of years on you know branding um and i've always looked at like branding and marketing really strongly mm -hmm. from my background of branding your logos bones. you know we yeah. had to learn all of that like how to build a company from a creative aspect in yes. graphic design school like the the logo i mean you have a font how does that font read to the people right it, it has its own language and meaning when you look at it yeah what color is it what color is the background i mean every tiny little every tiny detail um and Drew Visuals, a lot of the stuff you did back then was related to branding in some way. Like even mm -hmm. the stuff that you, I don't know, I feel like even all of your collaborations, they were with brands, you know? They like, were. It was cool. Yeah, there was a lot of just brand mm -hmm. and, stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, and um, I remember I had the Nipsey Hustle Court. Yeah, and Puma. Puma, and I was like, okay, things are kind of like starting to happen and turn. And it, I, I felt like it was like, I wanted to be more mature mm. about who I was. I wanted it to be me. Drew Visual is kind of like this side thing I made up. A kid, I, almost, yeah, or yeah, younger, younger thing. I wanted to be more mature. It's me, Cooper. That's my last name. You know, that's what I'm going as, like Picasso or Dali or something. Sure. I wanted to be simple. I wanted to be me. And you know, before people start to come in and know me and stuff, I need to kind of retrack and rebrand myself to be this newer thing like yeah. you know i'm this is me now and so with the name i wanted to simplify and be me and then it was kind of like i was starting to see in my head like you know it's so it's it's a lot of work to go do a mural 
by yourself. I didn't have, you know what I mean? Yeah. No assistance. I didn't have money for assistance. I mean, you're in that hot heat for <laughs> 15 a hours a day. Or not a forklift, but like a scissor lift. Scissor and, lift. Yeah. You know, the, the property wants you out as soon as possible. <clears throat> and then they're calling you a week later because somebody chipped the paint. Right. Yeah. It's so, and it was like, I don't want to be 45 still doing this, you know? I, I, I'm on the road. I'm traveling all the time to do these. Yeah. You know, I was in Miami for three and a half weeks one time doing a mural inside. It's like, this. it just wasn't fun anymore. I think I overworked myself in that lane for so long. And it was just like, my back is, get, like literally my back is just fucked yeah. and everything. And I was like, okay, where do I want to be at when I'm 40 then or 45? I want to be in the gallery world doing my own canvases inside i can get more work done inside you know just waking up and within 10 minutes i'm painting you know yes. i don't have to get an uber somewhere i don't have to set up somewhere i don't have to go talk to the manager or the owner of this building or the people who always walk by and, and they're like talk. taking pictures yeah. and talking which is fine it's beautiful <clears throat> no, no no that's part of it but, i yeah. mean it's for the people but yeah but you know it is it does get take you away from your work. It you does. Know? So yeah. I think with everything, I just wanted to focus, where do I want to be at when I'm 45? I want to be a gallery artist, have shows all around the world, and just doing my own thing on canvas. No one can tell me what to do. Yeah. A mural, they're going to tell you, hey, we, maybe we want this color, we want this. Well, you know, why don't work you... Work our logo into it. Work our logo yeah. into it. Um, you know, why don't you send us a few ideas, we'll pick one. It's like, no, I'm not sending you multiple ideas you're do getting this one or you're not getting anything right yeah, yeah. so it was just something that i could control more as an artist and i think it was just me stepping into this role of a of a mature artist for me and what i want and like long term this mm -hmm. is a better not a, well and i always i almost think too like an investment of your time it's like the canvases can be around forever you mm -hmm. know what i mean like passed around That's and true. preserved mm -hmm. and sure there are some murals that have stood the test of time but they're inside old churches mostly you know <laughs> yeah. it's like they're very special yeah paintings mm -hmm. and but like you know the other murals like they have their they have their like expiration date mm -hmm. in some ways you know the the like the the murals outside on the basketball courts and stuff mm -hmm. they're all awesome projects but like yeah. I do feel that the they cost so much money. They take so much effort. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to fucking pay for it. And mm -hmm. most of them, or well, I shouldn't say most of them. Some of them are like community projects. So then it's like, who's going to fucking get the money? Right. You know, who's going to fundraise it? And, and it was so much extra. And it was always a problem trying to get paid for those things, dude. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you're in this weird thing of where you're a young artist and you want your work to be seen. Right, so you're willing to so do a lot. You're in a vulnerable situation, yeah. and every time that person is going to take, um, is going to put that young artist in that vulnerable situation. Be like, look, you they know, know. we're going to post about it. And now that I'm a little older and white, it's like, dude, they're all getting fucked over at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you know. And then it's just like, well, I mean, that's just kind of the nature of that beast. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like. Especially if you're dealing with people who don't know art, you know, like yeah. if they just have, they own, they're a business owner with the building, they want you to paint it. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a big difference working, you're, you're now working in the gallery space. You're working with world-class, mm -hmm. you know, dealer, art dealers. Mm -hmm. It's people who know art. They know how to take, like they know how to take care of artists. They know mm -hmm. how to communicate it. They know how to get clients. Exactly. They take care of the transactions. You know, it's like, I just feel like that's so much more, 
sustainable mm-hmm. over the long haul other than this like other way where you're having to pursue the money and like you're making $500 on a $3,000 <laughs> canvas or on a uh, like mural, you mm-hmm. know, cause it's like, well, we had to buy th- shit tons more paint, mm-hmm. you know, cause this happened or mm-hmm. that was a, yeah, that, but I'm sure that some people pursue that career and fucking could not imagine being in, stuck inside of a room painting canvases. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, they love the life on the road. They love the, mm-hmm. The being outside, the being yeah. with people, yeah, being up on a thing, you know? Yeah, and that's what's cool about art. I mean, you get to pick at the end of the day what kind of artist you want to be. Yeah. And I think, you know, like I'm telling my story, everyone grows up, if you're in New York City, you grow up you downtown, it's like, well, you might be a big graffiti artist because that's what you were around and stuff. Yes, you know, true. Your yeah. environment and that molded you and then now you're traveling the world doing graffiti everywhere getting paid to do it you know those guys make big giant walls and big money too and then i just wasn't around that or involved in that um so that's not how i see my yeah 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 and you've um, really tried over the last like let's say eight to ten years like you have like well and you kind of mentioned that but like you have you have weaved in and out of all these different disciplines finding what Mm-hmm. what and you man memory you even did sculptures like those big ass fucking sculpture there weren't your handmade sculptures but those installations at like those malls remember that? oh yeah it wasn't that long ago but it's like your art has taken so many different shapes mm-hmm. which got you to a point where here you are now mm-hmm. pretty committed to one thing you mm-hmm. know i know you did the battle last week but it's like mm-hmm. it is crazy like you you've weaved in and out. but I, I mean that's every i feel like true artists do that you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like even a musician it's like well i worked in this for a while then i became this type of artist Mm -hmm. ended up doing this with this band you know it's like Mm -hmm. i just go where the yeah energy flows yeah i think clue where i'm gonna end up i think that's what you have to do you know but getting back to your question or point maybe from earlier being an independent artist is one thing and then being with, you know, you want to say a record label or with a gallery, you know, that's a whole different thing. And, um, you know, I think me, just within this last year of working with them, it's, there's so, so many moving parts. You yeah. Know? They're, you know, marketing with money that I don't have. Yeah. They're, we're doing new sculptures for this show. Oh, shit. With a company, the money I don't have to put up to get all of those in the game. You know what I mean? Right. They're drumming up business with clients. They're bringing their entire client list to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they're, you know, it, emails and all of this stuff that I don't have, you know? Yeah. Um. So. I mean, you couldn't compete on that level. That's the with, thing. No, Not yeah. that it's competition. I just mean like you couldn't, you couldn't get that exposure those opportunities like i mean all mm-hmm. of that extra shit without their connections their money their experience all of that mm-hmm. and and it's not like I, and i know that you've mentioned this before it's like it's not like they're expecting that you, they're going to get rich off this show it's like no no no. we're establishing you mm-hmm. as an as a fine artist and mm-hmm. it's like it's kind of what a record label i don't know how many record labels do that now but like in the olden days like bob dylan's first album mm-hmm. tanked but they stuck with him. Columbia, I think it was Columbia stuck with him. And it's like, we're going to, we're going to go back in the studio. We're going to pay for another album. We're going to try this again. Cause we believe that we can establish you as this next guy. And it's like, they're really investing in you now to mm-hmm. establish you. 
maybe they won't even make their money until mm-hmm. three shows from now or, you know, like mm-hmm. however many shows from now where it's, but I think that's the beauty of like their, like, so something I, I, I listened to a little bit of a podcast with um, John Russo. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that, like the, is he still the CEO of Maddox? Um, yeah. John. Oh yeah. I was about to say, wait, how do I know that name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So I listened to a little bit of podcast with him. Um, and the host was saying that like Maddox in the contemporary art world is like an open and friendly gallery who is like nurturing to their, to their younger artists and like, but also in a world in like the art world that can be like kind of intimidating or like hoity toity to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy was saying, the host was saying like Maddox has, Maddox has kind of a reputation of being open and friendly Mm -hmm. towards new artists and towards buyers and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, um, like what is, what is your experience been like working for the first time with like, I guess you worked with Guy Hepner, but I don't feel like that was as involved as this, you know? So like with, with this, like, is that, is that a lot of communication back and forth with this gallery? Has it like, I know you said like you've had different projects pop up mm-hmm. but like have you been pretty involved with like the marketing of your show and like mm-hmm. what is it like like what's the dynamic because you're still you're still in, you're still like kind of like an independent guy working mm-hmm. with this big gallery like mm-hmm. you're you have your own studio here mm-hmm. they're over there you have your own assistants like you have like, your own thing here mm-hmm. so you're doing all the communication you're not going through a manager mm-hmm. like what's that like for you now mm-hmm yeah that so the past few months we've been working on the layout of the show you know how literally the gallery yeah 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 the gallery so when you walk in that front door like you know what's your best piece that we want right here and right here where's where's the best location to have the biggest best piece that Mm -hmm. we believe people are going to like the most you know you have you know your g-wagon you put it right here in the yeah. center of the thing right whatever yeah. you want to say <laughs> and then you know which maybe a couple of smaller ones you put downstairs you know in this tiny little area there's a couch or whatever so but you know just that um you know we're working on you know a poster and you know everything's handwritten on that you know mm-hmm. everything's handwritten on the poster uh working with thomas we've been shooting this for eight months this video you know yes thomas bernard and <clears throat> local <throat> filmmaker he does a really good job yeah he does he made the strangers documentary thanks to drew's recommendation on yeah working with him but yeah did he do good on that he did yeah yeah and it's got i mean i don't know to date but last time i checked had several hundred views which for cool. No promotion, just yeah. putting it out there. People yeah. like it, like they've yeah. shared it, and yeah. even we got contacted to submit it. We we're not sure if we're gonna still do it, but to submit it to like an independent film yeah. festival. Uh-huh. Somebody saw it and said we've liked it. We'd like you to enter it. So we'll see. There's a, of course there's a fucking fee, so it's always yeah. like, well, who's gonna pay that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But you've been working on a film. Yeah. So, so you've that's been documenting the whole the whole thing, and he finished that up last week. Um, and it was the first time like I'm on camera talking about my work and trying to mm-hmm. explain it. And, you know, he shot with Super 8, film, 4K, like all of film. these other things. Yeah. It, it is. It's like a film. And we sent that over and they absolutely love it. it That's great. Multiple people reached out like, oh, so-and-so was showing me the video. It's so cool. And it's <laughs> like, what who like Mattis is big is like who are you what do you do with the guy like i don't even know you know right you. right yeah so they were just it's reaching Dave out because they were excited social media yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that you know we're working on that um 
you know, we've been working on sculptures. So we're going to have, I think they range, there's five of them, seven to nine feet tall, and they're going to be Cooper cactuses. So, oh, fuck. Dude, they're going to have these big <laughs> spikes yeah, out of them. Beautiful. And they'll have, you know, the, yes. the kind of the arms and then the, the, the pots they're going to be pots directly off of the canvases. Oh, shit. Yeah, so on the way over here, I actually got an email about getting the Pantone exact colors. Okay. Um, so when I go home today, I'll send that. But then, so those are kind of like in production now. As, That's awesome. And then we're just going to kind of see how those go with the show. You know, we'll Wait put, for sale? Yeah, they'll be for sale. And then we'll kind of just see if, people like them if people have taken to them this and that you know and then if so then hey maybe we can do more and then you know maybe we'll do we've already talked about doing a tiny little uh, eight eight inch sculpture or something like that of a cooper cactus you know get the box with all the right branding and stuff That's badass um so they were like you know maybe at christmas we could have that kind of ready to go for the brand new year or something you know and so you know already trying to think of head and multiple things you know that christmas you know um Art Basel in December, yeah. you know, so Boy, I, that's coming up yesterday. That's, that was the piece I started working on. Um, so you're, you're involved, like you're very yeah. involved in what your show's going to look like, the experience. Yeah. When I was there last year, Jay, we had the little you know, dinner and stuff and he's like, is Jay another <clears throat> owner? Jay's, I believe he is the owner. Owner. Okay. Yeah. And started it. And, um, he was like, we'll give you full creative control. Whatever you want to do, you do that. Whatever you want us to help with, we'll do that. And I'm very involved in OCD and I'm very, yes, very into branding and marketing. You know, the like whole experience, the whole experience, you're going to be in a Cooper world. Yeah. So when you walk into that gallery, first of all, you have 27 canvases by me. Yeah. You're going to have these giant cactuses mm -hmm. right that are all in all in the uh the paintings yeah uh, we have this right, one, right one big rug in the middle say cooper on it with this design i made the cactuses will be sitting on that that's awesome and this like side four thousand dollar purchase <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, just think about how much a rug cost that's not custom <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah exactly and then in the back where they usually have a dj we're partnering with the brand kef kef okay it's kind of uh i looked at the page like kind of like a luxury um european speaker company okay so they're gonna have they were telling me that i wanted to do a speaker wall yes but I think with their stuff, they couldn't really figure that out. So they're like, we're going to have two giant speakers. And I don't really know what that means, but they're like, they're $180,000 each. Oh my God, dude. And I was like, I think you said that wrong. What'd you say? And they're like, no. And I was like, okay, I will not getting close to those. <laughs> the whole time you're going to be worried about somebody. Oh, there's a drink on one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so these security standing around them literally. So we'll have those speakers. And then instead of a DJ, I'm working on a playlist of songs that I listen throughout to the day. Wow. So now you're hearing what Cooper is also hearing. So the whole experience wow. is going to be basically like a trip through my mind. Wow. And then so those speakers That's will awesome. be there. We'll have some phone hooked up. And then that company wants to partner with me after for a collaboration to put my artwork 
on their speakers and oh do a collaboration. God. So this will be kind of like the first getting to know each other, see how this goes. And then we could have our own Cooper hi-fi speaker. Wow. Since I'm doing a lot of the hi-fi stereos and stuff like that. So nuts. everything in the gallery is literally my world. And they just, just said here, whatever, like we want this to be you and your thing. Like, and when you're in that experience and environment, I've been in galleries that are kind of boring, yeah. kind of like that, that, that. sterile. Yeah, just sterile. Yeah. And like, this is this will be fun. You know what I mean? It's awesome. Top to bottom. So that was them giving me full creative control and all of that was something that just was right up my alley. Someone yeah. else might say, I don't want to be, I just want right. to paint. I don't care. Right. I don't want to be involved. Yeah. Like hire a marketing team or like a branding mm -hmm. team. Yeah. Yeah. But you see it from top to bottom, mm -hmm. given your history, it's like right up your alley. It's mm -hmm. like, no, I'm not only do, not only is it nice that I'm going to be, it's like, I have to be like, I have to be involved in this yeah. like, to see this from top to bottom. Like, like you said, walking in that space, I can picture it, dude. Mm -hmm. Just like, that's going to be, that's going to, I'm sure if it hasn't hit you yet that you've finished up this this show when you step foot in there uh, yeah. you're probably gonna think like holy fuck dude. yeah holy yeah. fuck yeah i don't think it actually has <laughs> i don't think it'll hit me till i'm on that plane going over because i'm i'm still in the studio i'm, I'm not right out. you're I'm in not, your elements still. i'm not away from i live in my studio upstairs i've loft so i i'm just mentally always in that area of my mind so right. i think once i get on the plane and get over and we talked about it yesterday. I'll be there for 10 days and okay. then I'm not painting. They don't want me to paint. We're just, you know, we have a couple, we have a dinner, we have the thing, we have a couple, you know, just a couple small things and like just relax for a minute, you know? <laughs> so that was like, that sounds nice. Beautiful dude. That's European nice. vacation. Yeah. That's not, well, you have some like <clears throat> interviews or stuff like that maybe. So I'm getting in Sunday night, late Monday, um, nothing Tuesday. Tabitha will be getting in. Sweet. Uh huh. And then Wednesday night we have a big dinner. Okay. Forty person dinner. Um, two different wine tasting companies will be there. <laughs> uh, what do they call those dinners where there's like multiple plates? Or Tapas something? or something. Yeah, yeah some small plates. They're doing yeah. that, and then or like multiple course meal or something. Yeah, yeah. I think th I thought there was like a fancy name for that or something, but okay, I don't I, even. Know. I don't either. But they just kind <laughs> of gave know. me. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I've never been to one. <laughs> um, so they they gave me the rundown, and then after the meal, myself and then Jay, okay, and then Maeve. Um, she works with them and she kind of has her own podcast over there too. Sweet. And she, I don't know her exact role in the company, but she does a lot. So we're going to get up here and kind of do, I don't want to call it a panel. You talk, sure. something like that. A live <clears throat> podcast type. In front of the 40 guests. Uh, who are the, these guests? So these people are collectors going to be people who want to, you know, maybe purchase a Cooper canvas down the road gotcha. or something like that, you know, hand selected guests that they pick. So we'll be up there and then, you know, I'll, I'll have to talk about the work stuff. So we're already, I'm already have had two conversations with Maeve of like, let's, you know, she's picking my brain. Like, how did this come together? So we don't get up there and it's like, so, you know, yeah. So it's not this. Yes. Again. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is fun, but right, like, right, but right. This is for those people listening. Specific. We're, we're selling Cooper. We're exactly. Se we're, yes. We're making sure everything's right. So I don't look like a bozo up there and you know, right, just right. getting on the page. She works with other artists too. And she's like, okay, tell me, you know, you know, let's yes. get on the same page. So Wednesday night, that'll be super important. That actually might, 
be the biggest and most important thing that I do in there. In terms of the, yeah. Just the whole thing. And then Thursday, Thursday's the show, six day, I show up, we put music on, we have a good time, we drink wine, we shake hands, we go home. Or, you know, I, I'd like to go out or something, but <laughs> celebrate, <laughs> you know. But I mean, that's just oh, like, yeah. I just show up, take photos, like Wednesday, we're gonna, you know, we're doing the talk. Right. Meeting all oh, these you're handshake be people, buzzing on Thursday, dude. Yeah, that both off the wine, but off the yeah. just energy. Yeah, so it, I don't have to do anything. Then it's just hanging out and stuff. So Wednesday probably, you know, like kind of the I have to be sure, on. You got to be on your game on for that Thursday. Yeah. We'll sing some that. alpha brain with you. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, you got like a nice suit picked out or something for the Thursday? Actually, I'm gonna go ahead and wear my jumpsuit. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's I, Cooper, man. That's the thing. Let's be you. That's the thing. It's. I don't want to look like some business guy up there. And then you have photos and it's like, which one's the artist? Who's the artist? It's like, <laughs> yeah. that's not fun. You know, there's an element. I know Lady Gaga is really extreme. Right. But it's like, this is, she stands it's, out. it's fun at the end of the day. Like I get to choose what I do. Like I remember last year I was there and I went to a show and then I mentioned like, oh, like, what, what, what am I going to wear? And then John was like, well, you're in the artist. You can wear anything you want. Nobody cares. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I got like that. I was like, okay. I'm literally, I've been thinking about it all year of like, what do I wear? The, you know, it's going to be in all these photos, this and that. And it's like, keep it simple and be me. This is me. Right. Right. I yeah. wear jumpsuits every day. If you go on my Instagram, it's in all my photos. It, it's a part of my branding now. Yes. Just do that. It makes me, it reminds me of like, uh, when we were younger, we watched a specific video of Andy Warhol and another guy that I cannot remember, but they were being interviewed at a at a show and they were just dressed totally different than everybody else. But like mm -hmm. they they did not give a fuck about mm -hmm. I think they were saying that they were from Mars or like they were like just yeah. totally fucking with the guy, the interviewer. He was trying to be, you know, proper. Yeah. Uh, but I remember think, like having the feeling of like, I can't believe those guys aren't taking it serious. Like they're right. not, like they're just being themselves. It was like, it wasn't like I was like, they should be. It was just like, I can't believe they have the balls to like right. be at that level and, and be be the way that they're acting. Mm -hmm. but, but then as you get older and you realize like, they're that's their thing though, dude. They're mm -hmm. being the thing that mm -hmm. they're, known to be like mm -hmm. it, it comes through in all their work it's like that's the whole package if they were acting any other way it wouldn't be authentic you right. know the real authentic them is showing up in their their paint right. paint painted on jumpsuit and right. probably got a little stench to it. hopefully you wash it before <laughs> then but yeah. you know it's like yeah. now i realize that is the authentic man that's what mm -hmm. people want to see they don't exactly. want you cleaned up it's like exactly it doesn't make dude. any sense exactly that's not yeah. what we're paying for you know? right yeah and i think just in the last couple of weeks i realized that and it's like this is me this is who i am like you know so i have um three different jumpsuits at a tailor right now so she's like tailoring them because when you buy them they're kind of like baggy, baggy and a little bit like this so she's tailoring them <laughs> custom fit to like my exact oh, thing oh that's awesome and then, dude these might be a thing one day like a merch piece dude they are like this is yeah. like the speakers make sense with yes. the hi-fi thing like and then it I wanna, does I want to do it, it's all branding specifically. dude yeah yes. it, it's all branding and marketing and then when it's you get beautiful. presented that it's like it blows you away and it's like yeah dude we've been thinking about this for months right and this this to form this thing to be 
as perfect as possible, right? Yeah. So me in my jumpsuits, I'm gonna buy a new pair of boots when I'm over there. Uh, I'm thinking about going. I have the dark uh, brown Doc Martens, but I'm gonna get a pair of all white. Ooh. I think I'm gonna go with all white, yeah, kind of like that clean. rock star. Yeah, yeah. You know, and like that's me, dude. That's what I want to do. That's me. <laughs> yes. So that, yeah. so I'll buy those over there because. Doc Martens, I think, originated in London. Okay. So when I was over there last time, like they have stores everywhere. Okay. And, and, like multiple pairs that they don't sell here. They gotcha. sell just the basic ones here. But it's so like I'll get those over there. So Wednesday for the dinner, I have a brand new one, perfectly clean, haven't even worn it. It's getting tailored. And I'll show up in that. It'll look nice when I'm up there. It's beautiful. And then Thursday, I'm going to wear the one that has some kind of paint on it and it looks fun and stuff and things like that. So I'm like, that's perfect. That's what I want to do. That's know? awesome, dude. That, so this kind of segues into something else that you said, hi-fi and music, and then now you're going to be doing the music playlist. And mm -hmm. I think that that is one thing that, like music, it, it has always been part of like, it's like a part of your work, you know, mm -hmm. like you have the the record player, which you've described like that it goes back to your childhood. Your grandparents had mm -hmm. the, the uh 1966 magnavox hi-fi stereo <laughs> hi-fi yo like a fucking piece of furniture dude mm -hmm. and like uh you've you've always painted like records in your um mm -hmm. like vinyl records and then now speakers have been working on but even other musical equipment you know mm -hmm. and musicians have always you've 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 constant or you've consistently collaborated with musicians mm -hmm. it's like I mean, is that conscious or that's just part of who you are, the music? Well, fuck, dude. I forgot you were a rapper in high school. Like, <laughs> yeah, we it's did. It's been around forever. <laughs> we did have those two songs. Uh, I think but it's such a big part of your... It is. It is. Yeah. But I mean, when you think about it, like I'm sitting here with a canvas right here. Like most times it's me, a canvas, you know, two feet from my face. And then to my left... Um, you know, is my laptop yeah. and I put my headphones in and I'm listening to something at all times, whether it's something silly, an audiobook, or podcast music. Or, yeah, yeah, a podcast, yeah. Uh, you know, and then most of the time it's just going to be music because that way I can just focus in and dial in and kind of puts me in this meditative state. So yeah. like, <clears throat> I mean, music, you know, when you're painting, it's really a dance anyways. You know, you're dancing yeah. around this canvas you're 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 just trying to be one with it to just make the the this best outcome possible of what's in your head to get on that canvas. So you're dancing around it the whole time, you know. God, um, and you're really probably at that place. Uh, at least I have a little bit of experience with this, having been on some murals with you when I was younger. There has to be a point where, like, you you shed you like your your kind of ego goes away mm -hmm. you kind of become flow state with the work mm -hmm. and then i'm sure that that music whatever is playing is giving you energy or it's mm -hmm. like you can really I'm 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 I'm, pick, I'm imagining that like you're kind of one with the whole moment. It's like mm -hmm. the music is informing your emotions, your work like you're going with your work and it's just like this mm -hmm this like space you know mm -hmm. this this flow this synergy that i'm sure mm -hmm. happens at like a, you know an hour or two into your work and you're mm -hmm. you know yeah it, it's just all happening together yeah and it has to inform you somehow into where you're like you said the dance or like yeah how that's playing out and it does dude when you're painting 
and they were asking me like, what, what music do you like you know, put on your playlist and stuff? And, you know, a lot of it's like jazz, chill, just, you know, some bass. Doom, doom. Work. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of puts me in that yeah. flow. And then, you know, if I've had a coffee or something, I like that real upbeat, fast, you know, rap, that, that. And when I'm taking that, I talk about this in my video with Thomas, you'll see when I'm taking in this energy and it's coming out of my brush, right? Yeah. When I have that high energy, I'm I'm painting like a lot of dots then. I'm like, I look at something like, okay, now I'm boom, boom, boom. You're going <laughs> to see a faster tempo in the canvas. Wow. That's coming directly from the energy that I'm taking in. So if I'm just kind of like, okay, it's the end of the night. I'm just painting slowly. It's going to be just kind of some more basic colors or something like that. You know, it's going to be a slower look, right? Yeah. On the canvas, you know, so that tempo that I'm painting at directly comes from the energy that I'm taking in. Yeah, that is crazy. You know, yeah. it, it really does in real time when you step back and look at it. Yeah, and it's, you know, like, <clears throat> like so it's like the music affects or, or the music within you, like your connection to music, it affects not only your, like, imagery because clearly, I mean, especially now, like, you got paintings with just speakers yeah. and wires and, like, yeah. I know you did, like, that one... Um, you've, they've done like a piano in the past, but mm -hmm. like uh, the one over down here in the studio has got a guitar. Right. So not only does it affect your imagery, but like I did never think about that it affects your like your your flow and mm -hmm. the tempo being on the the canvas. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Because you don't. I guess like your work too. It's it's got like a flow to it. Like it's got like the lines aren't perfect. Mm -hmm. Your shapes are not these symmetrical. It's very like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like in the past we we've said it's trippy. Yeah, but like that, I don't want to say trippy because people might think it's psychedelic. Right, and that's not what it is. It's yeah. not psychedelic image. You're not painting yeah. mushrooms and fucking third no. eyes and no, Joe no, Rogan. No. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no. like, but it is wave. It is. It does have a motion to mm -hmm. it. You know. Well, I mean, and that comes from like all of this that we're living in right now. Like nothing is just always set in time everything is moving at all times mm -hmm. you know what i mean and you know all, so that kind of goes back to like you know photography or something like that it's like okay that's a thing like but this is a painting you know i don't mm -hmm. want it this isn't a photo right. i want it to be a painting and then when you look at that you can tell that it's handmade by a human yeah. you know there's paintings out there that are just like directly drawn from a uh a photo Picture, yeah. a photo and you got to get real up real close and that's fine it's just not my style yeah. and how i wanted to express my energy through that yeah you know yeah. and what's funny i'm thinking like so like like from the past like having so you just said the world's always like moving and it and it is it's alive it's it's like electric you know mm -hmm. it's a, it's resonating but we just our our natural states just assume yeah okay yeah that's a light that's a tree you know all this but then if you've ever if you've ever been in a state like psychedelic state or like a state where maybe you've been in the studio for fucking 10 hours and you're like so deep that you're basically in like a you know mm -hmm. your your ego's gone away it's almost like you can really feel that motion like, mm -hmm. especially if you're on psychedelics like you really feel like the like the you can you can at least experience this Mm -hmm. this like movement and maybe when you hit that workflow after a 10 hour day and you're in there and the music and it's like 
you are like almost conscious of it. Like you're almost down in that level. And then maybe when people see it, even if they don't consciously, like it may, maybe still subconsciously, it's like, whoa, like I, f- I can feel the mm-hmm. energy coming off of this canvas, that tempo, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that mode. Cause I don't think most people are really like aware of that. You know, mm-hmm. like most people aren't like art people who are like, but they see something they're like, whoa, man, look at like, whoa, mm-hmm. like that feeling. You know, it's like they're not conscious of like he's using this shape and the con- the perspective mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. but it's like I wonder if they can kind of feel that energy that you're tapping into deep within the work. You know what I mean? I think it is subconscious, you know, yeah. and I have a hard time explaining my own work, you know, yeah. because it just comes through <laughs> me, right? You know, it's, it's kind of like, like what am I, I don't know what was there to say? I know, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, especially where we're from, a lot of people haven't. Um, studied art right. and what it means. It's you not look, a culture. It's not a thing, yeah. but getting to this, the levels of where Maddox can put my art at, these are direct places where people have studied art. They take right. it in all the time. They can look at a piece and subconsciously know that artist went to a place yes. and went and grabbed some energy and then put it there. It wasn't, they didn't just draw a red apple and then it's like, okay, yeah, I, my son could do that. They, they drew it in a way where you have to like kind of study it for me. Like how the hell did he do that? You yes. know what I mean? It's familiar, but <clears throat> something is, mm-hmm. yeah, there's something going on. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, dang, I was to say something else off that. Energy deep. Yeah. Within. Oh yeah. I think, you know, and it's like the past couple of years, it's like, oh, I just want to be here. I just want to be at this level. Yeah. I just, yes. I need more money to just so I can not be as stressed all the time so I can make the paintings better. And it's it's weird how things happen. Like, okay, now I got my first show. This is awesome and stuff. <laughs> but I've put in the time. And yeah. I think that the time put at directly correlates with the world. Yeah. In a way that it, it, it goes up higher. Yeah. And more people start to tune in when that work is at a level that you've put in so much time and it's... It's kind of undeniable. Yeah, it's and like, it's like you can't fake that. Right, yes. You can't exactly. fake it. I, exactly. I don't know about music exactly, but I'm just I saying. I say a similar vibe. Yeah, and it's yeah. like you hear people all the time like, oh, well, he knows so-and-so, or he just that. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's the easiest, most excuse to take someone else down. It oh, yeah. directly correlates. Maddox wouldn't be giving me their biggest slot of the year if I hadn't put the time in and they knew what they were getting, right? Right. This isn't some fuck you off session. You cannot fake that shit, no. dude. You cannot fake 27, 30, whatever, 30, 29. Yeah. You cannot fake the amount of work. And actually, I have a question about that because I think like it's easy for people, um, maybe people, I don't know if it's easier for people who know you or don't know you, probably for people who don't know you and look at your what you're up to right now to like, to say, you know, Actually, I don't know. I fucking heard people who know you say it. Like, he's just so talented. Like, yeah. I, I just don't know how he does it. Like, he, he, mm-hmm. but I think that that, look, and all of that is true. Like, mm-hmm. you are talented. Like, you have a talent, but I really don't even know what that word means right. anymore. That's like, the thing. What does that mean? I don't even know. But, yeah. but it, it takes away, like, from what you just said, it's like, it takes away from the, like, from the amount of grit and just, flat out hard work that mm-hmm. you have put in day in and day out for years. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like people do that with athletes too. Mm-hmm. They easily cut them down. Mm-hmm. I heard a kid this past weekend say Eminem sucks. I'm like, 
how could you fucking you just don't know what you're talking about right okay you can say i don't like eminem yeah it's not my thing but you can't say he sucks right he's insane dude yeah. his rapping is like right but um so like what do you think personally accounts for your work ethic and your ability to go in and like grind day in day out mm -hmm. and like and in that same world like what is a day in the life of an artist like you at your level what does it look like in the reality of it we're not mm -hmm. talking about instagram and mm -hmm. the newspaper it's like what is what does your experience day in and day out what's a day in the life like mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and what accounts for that yeah like that yeah relentless yeah i think you know definitely growing up um you know, a lot of that did come from sports, like I had mentioned earlier, but, and then now it's like, you know, what I do is very risky. You know, I could have this great show. And then if I stop it, the whole thing stops, it's you know, you. I want to make sure that I get to do this for the rest of my life. This is my dream. This is, I feel like this is what I'm here to do. Mm -hmm. And I never wanted that to go away or want that to go away. And so that's why I've worked my ass off the past few couple of years and, you know, still, I'm on that same even further down that rabbit hole just because this is what I want and I want to make sure that I get the opportunity and chance. So I think, you know, I was listening to Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell, something yes. like that. Yeah. Uh -huh. Just last week. And awesome. he was talking 10, about an hour book. Yeah. He was talking about um opportunity and then I think it was um talent. And he's like, everything I've personally done in my life, I've taken literally every single opportunity, whether it was painting on a pair of vans in LA for $250 mm -hmm. to meet, meet rent. And then next month, I'm doing an album cover for Oliver Tree or something. Yeah. It's like those, those two things are very different. But I've taken every opportunity to put myself in a better position, better position. And even nothing was happening, I was still getting the art out of me and practicing those yes. strokes, this and all that. And I think at the end of the day, opportunity, like the, this one for Maddox, they could have picked anyone. Whatever those canvases are, they're, they're going to be there. But having that opportunity is outweighs talent at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I at this point, I truly believe that, yep. you know, and it is an old <clears throat> saying. I mean, like it's cliche in a way, but it's true. It's like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, but it's like, mm -hmm. how could talent, how could talent have possibly got that opportunity mm -hmm. alone? Because like, it, it's so much fucking physical effort, you it know, is. and yeah. mental strength to yeah. show up, sit down again yeah. for the, for the eighth month in a row mm -hmm. in the same seat, mm -hmm. with the same fucking brush mm -hmm. and do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's dude, I was telling Tabitha about this. Like she's been kind of doing some of her own pieces at the house too. Mm -hmm. And like, she's like, God, like in noon, like I'm ex like, I'm mentally exhausted. Like I got to lay down for a minute. I'm like, you have to train your mind to like go that deep and focus in for so long. You yeah. know, like yeah. you really do like, okay, three solid hours and then I'm gonna walk downstairs. I'm gonna fill up my water for five minutes. And then I'm just like, like you really strain your mental, mm -hmm. you know, a lot, but, um, I know. Cause you would think it's just physical effort. You're just moving your arm around. Like it's not that tiring, but yeah. like, but 
to sit. <laughs> you're th- yeah, sit, and you're thinking the whole time. And at every moment, like you could do something on the canvas that literally might be a breakthrough. So the more I sit there and focus in, I might get one breakthrough moment in eight months, but that breakthrough could lead to the next big show of like, oh, I have this brilliant idea. And now the next show is boom, 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 boom because of that one moment. So the longer and more I stay in that pocket, the more chances of success that I'm going to have to find hopefully something for the next opportunity. And when that arises, I'm going to be ready. Yeah. Yeah. And you said something a second ago that made me think like, it's like a feedback loop. Like you, so you said, um, like, like what accounts for the hard work and the, the ethic, like the drive. And it's like, well, you've, you've dedicated so much to getting bigger opportunities. Then the bigger opportunities come. And like what you said, when you got here, it's like, as you get older, it's all about just responsibility. So mm-hmm. now it's like, dude, this big show, all this money, mm-hmm. all of this shit, it's on you. So then there's this pressure, but then like the pressure. So then you worked your ass off to get this. Now you have the pressure, but the pressure motivates you to rise to the occasion mm-hmm. to do all of the work. Then you go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. So then, so now they're expecting, like they're like, oh, he does a bunch of extra shit. Well, we'll just ask him to do this, this, and that. Yeah. Then you're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but it's like, it's so, it's like a feedback loop of like, I want more, you get mm-hmm. more. Then it's like, God damn it. I got to do a bunch of more work. And, th- but it's like a, but it motivates you to just keep getting bigger and better and better. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, so the, the work creates more work, which creates more motivation. Mm-hmm. Then you see more opportunity and then you get a yeah. break. It's like this constant. Yeah. 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 And um, that's the game. I mean, you know, you don't play it. You're not going to be involved. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I remember hearing, uh, I forget what this guy was involved in, but it was an old guy on YouTube like a long time ago. It was uh, motivational bullshit. But he's like, he said like, people want to, people ask me, how do they find their passion? And he's like, well, you can't find your passion without doing something. So he's like, in my case, he's been doing whatever he's been doing for like 50 years. He's like, the way I find passion is by doing more of what I do. So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, I'm passionate about music then keep going like just keep mm-hmm. getting more involved because then you get deeper within it you see all these other things then you love that and then you, you then you hate it and then you go like talk or you like then you go experience something else you're like but i like it's way better than doing this shit then you go back yeah. to like i fucking love this shit dude i yeah. love it you learn something new and it's like it's this it's this like it's this endless discovery of of a thing that you love but you don't get that without hours and hour and uh-huh. in just life and 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 mm-hmm. like spending all your money on it and like yeah, you know and going broke and then yeah. making something and then it's just that constant it's like everything with love it's just like mm-hmm. you got to do it you got to go through it to appreciate it and mm-hmm. like but it's always just growing and and more and more and then it drives you to just want more and yeah that's correct. Yeah, it just never ends. It doesn't, dude. So, okay, we can uh, we can kind of start wrapping it up here in a sec. But I do wanna I do wanna ask you like, um, we were I knew you as a young kid a lot, and there wasn't a ton of there wasn't a ton of not, like we said in the beginning like knowledge around um, a career in art or like. Mm-hmm resources for somebody wanting to get involved in art not that there really is any easy resource or any way to help somebody get places in no art or or music or any or like you know just in a high level anything but 
But if someone came to you and said, like, I want to do what you're doing, mm-hmm. like, I want to be, I'm, t- I'm 20, I'm about to graduate college, I want to do what you're doing, mm-hmm. what would you say to that person? Mm-hmm. Or what w- and, w- and, like, and, like, what are some characteristics you would want to see in them to be like, this will help you get there? Mm-hmm. Well... <clears throat> Um, they want to be a painter like that. Yeah, they yeah. want to be who you are right now. Well, I would say first off, you know, I, before I was doing like a show, like the Evansville show, it was like, I had like two pieces done. It's like, why can't I get a big show? Like I can do yeah. the work. It's like, you have to do the work first. Which let's just listen, you funded your entire Evansville show, which was mm-hmm. like probably how many? It was like 20 something pieces, yeah. but I had created those over maybe like, a two year span, like I did a piece set to the side. Did some in LA. Did some in LA. I had a commission from this person. So it wasn't like I was ever building for the Evansville show. Yes, that just kind just of happened. happened. They threw the opportunity out. I already had like 17 pieces mm-hmm. and I did, you know, five or something more. I just kind of put it all together. And how many did you sell at that? I think like five, to okay. be honest. Um, so you sold, you sold that like 20. Five percent of what you brought there, and maybe made the money back just from all of the, the stuff. Cost. The cost. I mean, the, that stuff is expensive, you know. But um, and right now, like you know, if they're younger, like try to maybe do that. You want to be try to put a small show together of ten pieces locally, locally, something like that. And like, dude, I've hit up me right now with this show dude i've hit up so many people in evansville like trying to get a banner for my show or something <laughs> i've contacted the museum you know they can put their logo on it whatever uh you to, mean to advertise <clears throat> it or to, to advertise okay. it yeah um and it's been through like 10 people's hands you know and i called the news whatever i oh, will get back like literally like, absolutely nothing no one will hit me back nobody has a fucking nobody clue. has an, any idea and then you know, I don't want to get too involved in that, but <laughs> <laughs> that conversation. But, uh, but I mean, it yeah. goes to show, like, if you're gonna try to be from a small town and do it, it's hard because it's so people hard. don't even know what you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. So I would, you know, first of all, just maybe do that. But I think at the end of the day, like, especially if you're young, just you move to a big city. Like, mm-hmm. be around it. You're gonna learn so much from other big artists being in the city, the fast pace of life. Yeah, the chaos. The chaos. Go to, you know, galleries. Like, you need, you got to have skin in the game. You got to really be involved and then go throw yourself into that fire, whether it's New York or LA or Miami. Yeah. Because um, you wouldn't have got those opportunities. No, like if Puma, I wasn't, exactly. Adidas, yeah. All of that happened Because I was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. They could have picked someone had to do it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You were there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I I would say go go to a big city and experience that life. And it might not be for you, but go and live for a couple years. Yeah. And just see that. And then you can go move and have that knowledge you can take back to wherever you're going. Yeah. And do that. You know. But um and And that could be true for anybody who's doing anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think my advice would just be, you know, start start slow don't start trying to get target a giant gallery what you know do the work first put the time in right that stuff will prove come. prove you have yeah. to prove prove yourself start with super small gallery 
you know, just a handful of pieces, you know, and then learn to make those works, um, you know, uh, coherent. Yeah, 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 all of that. So, you know, just start small, move to a big city, and you just continuously grind every day and look, take every opportunity. No matter if, if it's not paid, you got to put some money up. It'll, the circle will come back and reward yes. you for that. You put up, I remember because I was there in Miami, we painted a CrossFit gym mm-hmm. and then I had a performance inside of it while people were doing CrossFit. It was, <laughs> was one of the more interesting shows. It was but, wild. Uh, but you put up all of the money for the paint mm-hmm. to do the painting on this building. Mm-hmm. And most of the work that you painted was for the company or for the CrossFit gym. It was like, mm-hmm. it was your style, but it was like, you know, dumbbells and like a trophy and like all this mm-hmm. random shit. Yeah. And it's, it might have seemed at the time like, what the fuck is he doing? He's paying to paint somebody else's shit on mm-hmm. their building. That led you then to, he said, well, you can paint the back wall, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Boom. You get to do your art, still mm-hmm. had to pay for it. But it's like each one was a stepping stone till eventually mm-hmm. you're painting a big ass like parking garage and they're p- paying for it. And know? it's and exactly what I want to paint. It's exactly. What, and it's massive and it's in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like each one might seem. So as a younger person, you might think, well, this opportunity sucks. Mm-hmm. I, I have to pay and I have to do all this work. And it's like, mm-hmm. but you're playing the long game here. You're yeah. not going to get rich off your first mural. <laughs> no. You're going to get broke. Probably. <laughs> yeah. And but, morally, you're going to feel beat. <laughs> but those were important for me to take a photo of that finished piece, put it online. One, sh- you got to show people you can do it. Yeah. You got to put it out there. Someone will see that and be like, ooh, I like that. Hey, yeah. I got this. Maybe, hey, look look to be honest i only got 500 bucks and you're like shit i spent 500 on my own money last time hey no that's fine that sounds great yeah play the game you know and each one's a progression each one maybe the next one's a thousand you're like whoa okay and then you know so (laughs) so yeah i mean for me it was important to put that online and show that i could get it done right yes doing this with maddox will prove that i can now do a gigantic show like this and put all the work to there and sell it out in one night. And I'll have those photos, boom, to take with me for the rest of my life. And right. all of the bigger galleries or whatever can see like, oh, okay, we can count on this guy to make artwork and fill it. We can count on him to be a high high professional. Right, right, right. All it isn't those. just his words. It's literally like, you don't have to speak. It's yeah. just go look at the photos. Yeah. It's a world of Cooper mm-hmm. in a major gallery in, L- in linden and he lives in indiana mm-hmm. you know it's like like you just said the work speaks for itself at that point mm-hmm. so do it to prove that you can do it exactly yeah and people will take you more and that's the thing i've learned like do it for yourself do it because you want to do it do yeah. it because you have a dream and a goal to be somewhere don't get caught up in the day to the day a little bit of money here a little bit of money there the trends. yeah whatever of getting yourself down like, oh, I don't want to paint on that building. It's not on the main street of this road or something. Like, do it for you because you need to do that and prove to yourself. And it will, all of that will add up. Everything I've done has added up for me to be in this position right now. If I wouldn't have taken all those opportunities, I wouldn't be sitting here right now, right? Because right? my level of artistry wouldn't be as good right? because I, ha- I wasn't practicing it every single day because I was at home throwing a pity party because I didn't get the best wall or something. So I'm right. not going to do it. 
And no, look, no, no. dude, you it's know. taken longer. It's taken a bunch of shit that you've had to go, go through. But now you get to be yourself mm-hmm. at this show. Like, mm-hmm. you get to wear a jumpsuit to mm-hmm. a nice 40-person dinner you know it's like and you're the guy that everybody's there for Mm -hmm. dressed in a fucking jumpsuit you Mm -hmm. know like because you did it your way Mm -hmm. now if you would have signed early on with some bullshit deal and like somebody made you in like for example last night we were talking about what to name our new chickens we just got and Mm -hmm. chloe said oh somebody said we should name them like the the like president wives from the history or something you know it's just like funny how do you name them and somebody else said the Spice Girls. And Chloe's like, I was like, I don't even know what their names are. And she looks them up and one's like, one's like Hot Spice and one's like, one's like Sexy Spice. I don't even know their fucking names. And I'm like, can you imagine going, being in that band, that girl band, going to the record label and they go, hey, so you're going to be Hot Spice. Oh, yeah. And you're going to be Nice Spice. And it's yeah. like, what kind of crap? And then here we are 25 mm-hmm. years later and you're like on stage like, hey, I'm Hot Spice. Like what kind of, and that was no your, offense to them. That was I mean, your life. Yeah, but it's like a manufactured, mm-hmm. like it, that could be anybody who takes that route. Mm-hmm. Maybe they wanted that. I don't fucking know, but that is not for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, we're going to dress you in these clothes. You got to do this. You got to be this mm-hmm. person, you know, no offense to the Spice Girls. I think yeah. had a couple of hits, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's, you know, some of that is if you don't have the ideas, if you don't have the artistry at that level to know who you are, know what you want, you might, you know, have a great voice and you're like, I don't really, like, I don't care as much. Some people don't care as much. And they're just like, yeah, just, I just want to be famous or something. I just want to be in a lot of photos online so I can have a lot of attention or something. I don't really care about the art and the career as much. I just want to be in the magazines, you know, so everyone's different. And, um, but for me, I could never be an artist like that. I have to have everything the way <laughs> I want it, you know. Dude, you're way too stubborn, like yeah. as a oh, person, yeah. like to yeah. like, like you, you know, to be told what to do. That's no, like you, yeah. who you are growing up, and like all of that. Yeah. But then you've st- it, 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 like when you back that stubborn up with like effort, mm-hmm. it's not like you're like I'm not like I won't do it like that, and then you don't do anything. It's like I won't do it like that because I'm going to do it like this and right. then you do it another way. And it's like, right. oh, okay, that's a lot better than because I mean, for the painting, I have the idea in my head and I know how I need to place it on the canvas. Yeah. Like, you can't tell me that I need to place it like this because it's not going to go through that route of my Your, hand and that energy yeah. and be natural again. Like you're right. interfering with me and my process, you know? So, I mean, yeah, there's all different types of artists, but, you know, hey, teach is Whatever's, yeah, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. Song that you... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let, we'll, we'll wrap it up here in just a sec. But um, I do want to ask you this, because you mentioned it, and I do have the question written down, and I wasn't going to go there because we were going to move on, but I do, I do really want to know just like a snippet, one, two sentences... You just said that you've been reaching out locally here in Evansville to try to get some support or some ex- some press on this, and mm-hmm. no one has really taken it serious. Mm-hmm. If the people of Evansville want to keep artists like you, mm-hmm. which I know that there are some initiatives to like keep art, there's that big mural who I don't even really know who painted it, but 
I think it was somebody from out of town. <laughs> it was the only mural we have in downtown <laughs> was a situation where they put out, hey, we want to have a local Indiana artist. So what happened was they brought in a company from Kentucky and paid them money to do a mural downtown that says Evansville or some bullshit like yeah, that. Large scale so mural. first of all, it was a company they weren't supporting a local artist and put that money in their pocket. Yeah. And the people were from Kentucky. So that's just a little bit about Evansville. Yeah. And it's like, what's funny is like, okay, there probably are a bunch of people who applied for that who don't have the capacity to right. complete a project like that. Right. But like, you literally do. Like, I have to do is go five to Instagram Evans, page. Or I have five of those in LA. Yes. The yeah. one that was even bigger than that. And I'm, I wasn't even mad that I didn't get the project. I was like, put that mu-. Like, I know how much just even a little bit of money can help yeah. a young artist. I was in that situation. Yeah. Put that money in a young artist's hands who's serious. Right. They're going to have- pick three to <clears throat> share this giant mural if it's too much for one young Exactly. Guy, yes. You know, split it up. Girl. Split it up. Make it work for that yeah. you know even if it doesn't have a fucking airplane on it that's from Evansville or, or if, it, if it's content not from Evansville it's like at least it's in Evansville by Evansville you know right yeah. now it's not that it's some other company anyway okay so yeah. but what do you think Evansville a city like a small city like Evansville would have to do to keep you here mm-hmm. like what would it have to offer to keep you from leaving and going to another bigger metropolitan area or like mm-hmm. a bigger because that that seems like that's probably going to happen <laughs> i mean who knows you're going to have to have you know a space that's bigger than arts win to where you're showing mm-hmm. you know 20 small gallery yeah, yeah and like i like really it. the only small gallery yeah arts one's great but you're going to have to have a space where people can show my work at five to six feet high a big white space yeah something like that and you're gonna really have to update and come into this new contemporary art scene the museum there you know you go to it and yeah. it's pieces from a hundred years ago and stuff and mm-hmm. like that's cool but that's it's not what we're doing now yeah right and you know um you're content right you're gonna have to have some type of content like you know like maybe Art magazine or something yeah yeah something or you know what i thought was would be a cool idea is like get a wall downtown somewhere and pick four artists a year so their artwork stays up for th- you know three or four months right and then they get to paint provide paint and they get to paint the wall, right? And then do a video on them, photo, put it out in the Evansville Magazine, stuff like that, and give a little person a shine. Maybe give them $500,000, right? Not 500 a, to 1000 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not 500000 No, 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 yeah. And, you know, have something like that where there's a grant through the city that's sure. coming in to give a little piece of shine. If you want to do an art now or get your stuff seen around here, it's like, how do you do you that? You literally how- have to go to like a first friday or like a small little festival yeah. that's not an art festival it's no, just no. like and, a maker's mark and then you're market. selling like a canvas that's like 10 inches by 10 inches like right no for, one, for 30 bucks yeah know. exactly so and I, if it is more than 30 bucks you're not going to sell it yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, most likely that's the thing so i mean i think you know getting some wall with a grant and having showcasing four artists you know it's not that much money coming out from the city right 
they get that, you know, I think that would be a really cool opportunity. That is cool. Um, and run a little article, like you said, take some yeah, photos, put yeah. it on some social medias. Exactly. Give them a little platform. Yeah. Um, Shout out their Instagram. And what I wanted to do was do the poster for the London show. I wanted to put it somewhere downtown where people could see, right? I've called the museum. In I've Evansville. talked. Yes, I've talked to multiple people like, hey, I got this poster. It says Maddox Gallery Cooper. All the dates. And I was like, I want to advertise a big poster around here where people can see it, not just so I can throw it in someone's face like, hey, I go to show in London. No, no, no. no, no. I want to inspire the kids around here. Like I was inspired by Nipsey Hussle telling me like, yeah. dude, you can do anything you want. I want to give that moment of inspiration to them. Be like, whoa, whoa who's that? Okay, he has a show in London. Okay, let me check it out. And like he did oh, all the work here? Yeah, maybe yeah. like that could unlock some doors in your brain to be like... I could move here or I could do this. Anything's possible, you know, and all he needs is $250 and the museum's like, we don't have the budget. We, we think it was kind of like a wordy thing that I got back from them of like, you know, we don't think that's the best use of our resources and blah, blah, blah. But how, how <clears throat> could that not be like the content, let alone of them <sighs> posting that Evansville on their page artists. and yeah. so supporting that, like supporting me, tagging me, Maddox, them is probably the best art news story of maybe the Around, year. Yes. I don't know how it isn't like, there's no one that I'm aware of locally who's doing anything at this scale, mm -hmm. but yet like nobody, I don't think it's that they don't care. I don't think that they recognize or what really the understand fuck is going on. Yeah. yeah. Or that like the significance of not only what you're doing, but what you've done, mm -hmm. you know, not to just boast on you, but it's like who else is living here, working here, mm -hmm. who's done, who's got the credits that you have, mm -hmm. that isn't like, like, how is that not being nurtured? Like, mm -hmm. because if it's not nurtured, it's gonna leave, mm -hmm. you know? Like, the same with music. I know, like, there's somewhat of a music scene unfolding, but, like, it's hard as fuck for a new band to get a gig locally, yeah. if, unless you put it on yourself, which is right. understandable, but it's like, if that, sh if they don't support it, why would you stay? Right. Like you have more support in Los Angeles where no one fucking knows who you personally are. <laughs> Literally. You have way more support out there yeah. or like now in London and mm -hmm. like you have more support in these other cities, mm -hmm. but it, then like there's just clueless as to the fact that you're here, you yeah. know? Yeah. But you've been here for fucking two years. Two years. Know? And you had a show here. Yeah. Yeah. So and people who wouldn't <clears throat> need to know about you know about you, but I think that there is, and I don't mean this to everybody, I do think that there is a sort of, because I've experienced this within the music, I do think that there is a bit of sort, like there is a sort of like, um, not jealousy, but like, um, like if you're not in this local community, like if you have ambitions outside of it, mm -hmm. it's like, meh, like a turnoff, mm -hmm. you know, where it's yeah. like, the point is to dream big. Right. Like, why would you not want to support that? And that's... But I, think, I feel like mm -hmm. I've faced that just in the yeah. music thing. Where mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know, just like, um, I don't like, like, I don't feel like I click with certain people because they're like, well, you're, like, you're trying to do, like, you like, you know, like the business side, like, you know, we're just like an independent thing. Like, yeah. we don't like the business. Or like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I could, like, I want to say there's like some animosity towards high ambitions, mm -hmm. you know? For sure. 
um, I mean, you got to be careful who you share good news with, right? Mm-hmm. Who's the guy who said that? I forget. Jordan Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> but so, and I do think, you know, I've dealt with that too of just like, you know, like support other people. Yeah. Like, hey, we have this downtown community who's doing this. Oh, Larry over here uh, wants to go to China and have this big art. Like, go do that, Larry. Good. I hope it does yeah. well. <clears throat> Is this the end of it? Dude, it wasn't supposed to be, but this was in from the last episode, so sorry about that. It's still recording, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, it's all good. (laughs) This means we're like an hour and 40 minutes, I think, into a podcast, actually. So that's pretty pretty extensive. Okay. We'll wrap this up, but I have one segment that I want to do with you before we we leave. Okay. We'll kind of let the music play for a second. I might edit kind of ahead here. Do you, do you have to piss? I'm okay right okay. now. I'll, I'll go. We'll just I'm push doing. through this like five minutes of whatever. So, how did the name of the podcast come about? Uh, so the um in the bio of my Instagram for Wally Opus for the longest time, I've had mining for gold in the foothills of Southern Indiana. Like that, my company's my, my Wally Opus mission is like like mining trying to find or discover or, or um, help unlock like what I think is like gold, like good music in Southern Indiana. Mm-hmm. I felt that has been my mission, you know, meeting younger artists or, or newer artists and helping them uncover what is their best thing. Mm-hmm. So mining for gold in the foothills of Indiana has been my thing. So then I was thinking of a name for the podcast. I threw about all this other shit and I was going to make it just about songwriting and, and music. And I'm like, but I, I, I have a lot of friends that don't work in that who I would like to have like you on the mm-hmm. podcast. We're not going to sit here and talk about songwriting for two hours, but yeah. like, but then I thought, uh, well, what are we going to be doing? Like, we're going to be digging for the truth and like the gold, like the, okay. like the dialogue, the dialectic gold. So I thought mining in the foothills because i'm only going to interview people from the midwest Mm -hmm. you know the foothills of 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 of, uh southern indiana i want to get down into nashville like kind of this belt the bible belt Mm -hmm. kind of the midwest of america i want to do a podcast just focused on people there Mm -hmm. so then mining in the foothills and we're on the search for dialectic gold with Mm -hmm. doers from around the midwest so actually, I really don't think it's that strong of a name. I just thought it like it was like eh, it's kind of different, and yeah. nobody else had it. So yeah. that's a big one. Yeah, I mean, you got to stand out. So. Yeah, I I searched so many fucking names on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Yeah, and a lot of the names that I searched for uh, were already taken. Yeah, and I just didn't have anything. And I was like, I don't really want to call it the Wally Opus Podcast because I don't know. I just don't want that to be the thing. Yeah, no. like I don't want to separate it. I, it is. I do want it to be a Wally Opus production. Mm-hmm. It's part of the Wally Opus umbrella. Yeah. If it makes music, it can go underneath the structure of my company. So For sure. And yeah. if somebody else has a podcast that they want produced, hey, yeah. if it's a cool idea and they need some like microphones and shit to help me get started, yeah. it can be a Wally Opus production, yeah. you know, or something. So Yeah. But cool. Yeah. Do you think it's a cool name? Yeah. It's different. I, I mean, know. Mining in the foothills. Yeah. yeah. I feel like people might think it's about like coal or like like digging or something. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I mean, that's, I mean, unless you're working at a coal mine that no one really like talks about. Right, <laughs> right. Or, you know what I mean? I know. 
So but, it, no. and it's just like with doers from around the Midwest, I was thinking, well, I, I want it to be like mostly people who are doing interesting shit. So like uh, an entrepreneur or an artist like you, a fine artist, uh, like a visual artist or like a lot of bands and musicians. Mm -hmm. That's who I want to have on, mm -hmm. you know, people locally to start, get my thing and then start branching out. And like, after I get several episodes down, like this is number five. So mm -hmm get several episodes in before I start kind of branching out to people I don't know, Yeah, you know, and having on people. Cause I want to get the format down and, you know, I have like a couple little, like the intro and these questions and a segment. Yeah. How do you tie all that together? Right. That take, I feel like that takes some experience to learn all that, to learn how to do all that. Right. And yeah. keep it interesting. Yeah. You know, um, and, and to, I don't know how to really build a listenership other than just, have on people and hopefully they share it and hopefully mm -hmm. people listen, you know? I mean, yeah, that's the tricky part of content. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know how else to do it other than that, you know? Cause I, I don't, I'm like, I, I wanted to make something that I could like have people on and, and discuss and learn and stuff and, and build connection. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to, I mean, the reason there's no video is because like it's too much work. That's I wanted, a lot. Yeah. Like I told Chloe this when I started. I'm like, I'm gonna build something that takes about four hours a week. Mm -hmm. That's what this show takes. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes an hour of prep. Uh, I, I'm constantly thinking about what to ask, but then like, it takes an hour of prep, uh, a couple hours to record, a couple mm -hmm. hours to upload. That's it. Mm -hmm. If I do anything extra, I'm not gonna keep doing it because it's going to be too much mm -hmm, right too much work so just one one episode a week one episode a week mm -hmm. if i can do 50 episodes a year you know yeah until it like becomes something if it becomes something to where like i could have somebody else here helping mm -hmm. or somebody doing the back end mm -hmm. then we could crank out more but it's just too much to try to imagine doing multiple a week yeah with a video and it's kind of like a side project it's it not is. like hey I'm going to start doing this and I'm going to make all my money to support me from no. just this. You know, it's kind of a, so it's you just know. a way to like have cool conversations right. with people I know. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and I want to something that I think would be good to do as well. And I've done this in the past um, with two episodes I haven't put out yet, but like, like if there's a band or an artist locally who I want to work with, but I, but like it doesn't time up well to make a project together invite them in for a podcast, get to know them. They can see the studio. It's all free. You know, there's oh, like yeah. no money involved yet. It's just yeah. like a way to get to know each other, build a connection. And then like it happened last year, I had a band um, come in, but then a guy in the band is in another band. Their band came in this past summer and recorded because mm -hmm. when he was down here, he loved the vibe. So mm -hmm. it's like, it's kind of a way to also bring people in and meet them, mm -hmm. show them what I can do or see the space and mm -hmm. like, yeah, oh, this is cool. You That's know? a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully I can like bring on other, like I want to bring on some songwriters and stuff from country music and like right. other genre, like yeah. worlds that I'm getting into, but not into yet. Mm-hmm and bring people on to interview them and yeah. get to know them. Yeah. And I, I want to learn, I genuinely want to learn more about a lot of stuff. So, yeah. So I do have a segment, it's called don't think just act. Mm -hmm. So in this segment, I'm going to rifle off 10 terms, names, ideas, um, things. And, and then you tell me the first thing that comes to mind, mm -hmm. a word, a sentence, a uh, story, whatever comes to mind. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. First, thing uh, i'm gonna ask 
Jeremy Henney, what comes to mind? If being great was easy, everyone would be great. <laughs> That's great. Jeremy Henney was uh, our high school basketball coach. Yeah. But you and him had an especially close relationship. Yeah. Uh, you were his point guard. He really pushed me a lot. Yeah. He knew to push me further than you know some other people and stuff. And he would always. He wasn't afraid to push you. No, he he was not. Yeah. Um, I remember one day um, after a game or something. It was a hard game or something. And then the next morning practice, and he came in. He's like, Coop, you know, my wife was telling me last night I'm too hard on you. You think so? I'm like, nope. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, what am I going to say? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> no, but he always said, you know, Coop, if being great was easy, everyone would be great. You yeah. know, you got to go up um, up above and beyond. So I always like that quote. I think about it sometimes. Awesome. I know he had a big influence. Those summer practices yeah. that you guys would have yeah uh, i went to a few but you went to every single one <laughs> literally 5 a.m or some shit for school mm -hmm. um okay uh favorite musical artist today mgk mgk love it bizcane boulevard bizcane boulevard um empanadas empanadas god could eat one of those bless america Woo. those were good dude and they were like 50 cents or yeah, something you could go get a slew of them yeah. go down by the river and eat them we were oh, just man. in uh shit where were we at we were in a city recently where we ate latin food and i got empanadas i think it was st louis we went to st louis for a ball game okay um but anyway we had I got empanadas and I was telling the story. I'm like, yeah. when I lived in Miami, there was a Latin restaurant across the street. None of them spoke English. We didn't speak any Spanish, but we could point and communicate what we wanted <laughs> uh, and then just give them money. Yeah. But we would get we would get empanadas, beef or chicken. Yeah. And then, oh, it was we were eating. A, there's a new restaurant in town who has great empanadas. Where? Uh, it's called, uh, I think it's called Los alfredo or alfrados or something but it's just it's right close to here it's on the north side okay so we should go get some sometime yeah but uh really good yeah. like close to home yeah uh, in terms of how they taste authentically down in uh miami mm -hmm. but i say yeah, we used to go get a slew of those go sit by the river with a 40 corona yeah 40 dude. ounce corona and literally look at look at uh dream yeah dream about <laughs> dream about the yeah just yeah. the future and yeah sometimes you'd see jet skis and wonder is that dj khaled on Literally. the jet ski anyway okay um okay favorite project you've worked on <clears throat> favorite project probably i'd have to say puma with nipsey hustle mm -hmm. i mean being around him and his energy was right before he passed yeah three months before him. yeah i mean just being around him was like I'd heard all of his music. You've seen him around for years online and stuff. And then like him being in that present moment with me looking at me, looking at the basketball part and then look at me and then dapping me up. And was like, this is dope. Like he, he gave me you. his approval. Yeah. And I like literally in that moment, I knew like I can do this. Just keep going. Amazing. You know, so that was the biggest inspirational movement of my life. Just him looking at me and saying that. And if I can do anything for any other artist younger, that's what I, can that's what you can do. Inspiration. The biggest thing you can do is inspire other people. And, and it's, it's true acknowledgement. It's like, I see you. Mm -hmm. I see you, man. Like mm -hmm. I see you keep going, mm -hmm. you know? And that's, I feel like that is a shared, 
um, like brotherhood or, or, or like energy where it's like, I recognize you're doing something here. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Mm-hmm. And, and for people who aren't on that level, they don't see that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It doesn't mean as much. If they say, oh, I love your canvas. It's like, great. But a good artist looks at it and he's like, nods his head. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You're like, oh, fuck yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next question or next term, boneheads. Yeah. Brothers for life, you know. Only That's a couple it. of them, man. Yeah. The Beatles. The Beatles. You know, I think about my paintings and my dad listened to the Beatles a lot growing up mm-hmm. and it was always just like, you hear them and it was always just this like, come in, quick, easy, fun and loving vibe mm-hmm. and like easy. And when I paint my canvases, I internally think like i want to paint like the beatles sounded this just positive loving radiating vibe in this square piece and if people look at my work that's the vibe that i want to get you know life is hard every day and if someone looks at that i just want that to be this radiating radiating positive loving feeling that they get back that they can take away with them just like a beatles song love it love it Quality versus quantity. What comes to mind? I think for me now, I like quant or um, quality. Mm-hmm. That I think quality for me, it's going to go further. Um, so does that mean that you're finding yourself saying no more often and only yes to a few things? Yes. Because like you said in the beginning, you always said yes to any opportunity. Mm-hmm. But has that started to switch? But now my opportunities are bigger mm-hmm. and they're very quality driven. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing stuff down here where I can have 12 opportunities, but this one quality opportunity is going to outweigh all of them and just focus on that. Gotcha. You know? Good. Who's your idol? My idol? Who do you look up to most? I think probably David Hockney. Okay. He was a painter. He's still alive. And just his style and his aesthetic. um, Is it similar to yours? A bit. He did wild interiors, wild outside scenes. Mm -hmm. Very super colorful. Paint the, maybe paint some grass blue or something. You know, <laughs> so I think if you looked at his work, you'd be like, okay, I understand, you know, I see, okay. but I've got some books at him at home. I've studied his work and, you know, when he's Ma- just someone you really, mm-hmm. his, his aesthetic. And when Maddox first reached out the first day we had a zoom call, um, they're like, name three artists that you like. And I was like, you know, David Hockney and they're who like, are the other two on that list? Hillary Petchus. Okay. And, um, does she do still lives too? Yeah, I showed you her. I think I remember that. I showed you her work, remember? And then... Uh, is hers like people taking their bodies off? Or like no, no, no. She does interiors, flowers, okay. like stuff. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? That gr- It's like... Oh, fuck. It was in a magazine that you were in. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But okay. it was like... A, it was like a... It's kind of like darker stuff. But it was like colorful, but like the imagery was a little bit darker. But it'd be like somebody like taking off their skin and like almost like clothes... <gasps> Oh. Like setting it on. I think it was a female artist. Yes. Uh, Polly Noor, I think. Yes. I yes. think that is her. Yes. Who that name is. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't really paint, though. Okay. Uh, she, she does more of like that. And then um, I hate, I haven't seen her work in a long time, to be honest. Okay. But 
yeah, at that point in time, she had. Who was the other inspired. artist on that third list? Andy Dixon. Okay, I've talked about him before. He does interiors and stuff. He uses like more of oil pastels and things like that. But they're like interiors, and I like the way he compositionally places things and stuff. It, the depth in his pieces are really nice. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. By the way, recently, where were we at? Oh, we were at in Florida at my sister's house and she has one of your pieces in her beach house. Right. And one of the boys I was with, I took a couple of guys down there to see Full Sail. One of the guys I was with thought that the shadows on the painting were real. Like for a second he thought that like you know how like you your your shadows are very like big part of your work, uh -huh. but he said that he looked at it and thought like oh like the shadows are real. Yeah. But the it's a painting. But yeah. like he said it really fucked with him for a second. That's funny. Yeah. He might have been under the influence of Okay. But anyway. <laughs> um most memorable Cooper moment. So we did favorite project, but what's your favorite or what's the most memorable moment mm -hmm. that you can that comes to mind as Cooper? Mm. I think being uh, another great one was taking it all in was at the do tour when we had a feeling that was when we're, come up. when we're in the top canopy kind of the vip area yeah and then like you can go to this side and there was you know it's i don't know there was a this, bowl there's a bowl and then you you look out on the other side and it's more of like the street i think yes they call it the street, street park yeah, or something street park yeah. and then just like everything is my wildflowers cooper this cooper that it's my world again ryan you know. sheckler's down there yeah uh Nyjah houston houston they're gr like grinding over my artwork and right, stuff right and then you guys were all there and it was just you know hundreds of people yeah. all you know interacting Wearing your shirts too hats, hats with your logo or yeah. uh, your imagery on it and, and just like taking all that in was just so memorable you know? on that scale too like that that what you're talking about that building that kind of thing that we were on that trust mm -hmm. that grandstand thing mm -hmm. seeing your artwork wrapped because it wasn't yeah just mountain dew artwork it was your wildflowers mm -hmm. in their world but ginormous like, ginormous like these giant vinyl wrap things surrounding these grandstands and like big um like you painted those big wooden flowers oh, and like yeah. The whole space, it was kind of like what you talked about with the gallery, the way that it's like that experience of entering into the Cooper world. Mm -hmm. You just did it in collaboration with Mountain Dew mm -hmm. and uh, the skate, uh, skate yeah. fucking facility. Uh, and now I'm, I'm doing the same exact thing just with a gallery, you know? Like nothing's exactly. really changed. No, no. Except these are all your paintings and not yeah. skaters yeah. trying to get to the Olympics or whatever. Yeah. But. So yeah, cool. Okay, uh, last one. Dead or alive, someone you would love to drink a beer with? Anybody? I'm probably going to have to say... I was going to say Basquiat, but and then I was thinking, well, maybe Warhol. I think maybe Warhol, because I just think his mind was genius. He knew exactly... You know, he was a walking art image himself with yeah. his um, wig and the way he looked. Um, the way he spoke. The way he spoke, the way he interacted at galleries. You know, he always knew exactly what he was doing. And um, what are you curious about? If you were drinking a beer, what would you bring up? I would, I would be like, how, like, look at me, Cooper, and like, what do you think about me? And then like, yeah. my whole thing, like, what, what, what would be your genius master plan to like, 
you know, like Art Basel a year ago, someone put a banana on a wall and duct taped it and it sold for like a hundred something thousand dollars. You know, it's like, <laughs> like what, 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 like what, what should I do? Yeah, what, what crazy insane idea could Cooper do and be like, get away with and it would like work uh-huh. he was a master puppeteer of doing all of these he was things. a master at making things go viral before going viral literally thing. yes yeah and i would just love to sit down and talk to him and you know pick his brain like and just his his mind his thoughts you know i think he was the master awesome yeah awesome all right man well i gotta just say one last note i'm so proud of you Thank i you, think brother. you know to know where you started and to see where you're at today, it's really something. I mean, it really is. I know I was writing along with you for a lot of the journey, mm-hmm. you know, up until the last couple of years when we've grown up and mm-hmm. I got a family now, you got yeah. a little family. Yeah. Our careers are taking different, like, you know, their own paths, but like we yeah. were together for a long time. So I got to see the ins and the outs and the ups and the downs and the beginnings of it. Mm-hmm. But you're always inspiring, always fun. We always drink beer together and it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's too much fun. <laughs> and then um, you're always working on the next thing. You're always yeah. pushing forward and it's inspiring. So Thank you. Thank you for having me yeah. and this has been fun. Awesome. Yeah. Love you, brother. And be Love safe. You, man. Be safe over in London. I will <laughs> do it. Make it back yeah. live. I will do it. All right. All right. All right. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening to this week's yeah. episode. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Um, maybe we can do one after like the show and yeah. then like, and you know, in a couple months or something and recap on see that. See how it and, went. And yeah. Yeah. That'd be yeah. awesome. That'd be fun. Yeah. See what, see what's coming down the line for yeah. Art Basel and Christmas. Right. Yeah. And Christmas season. But, uh, for people who want to follow you, Instagram mm-hmm. is your most prominent platform. Yeah. At I am Doc Cooper. That's all I got right now. I'm just, yep. that's it. I don't have that's all we- you really need. I don't have a website. I don't have anything just that right now. So that's all you need. Any mm-hmm. closing remarks? Anything you want to say to anybody else who's listening? Just, I'd say just whatever it is, keep going. That's yeah. All, that's all you can do. Yeah. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. All right. Until all right. next time. All right. Everybody have a great week. Thanks for listening.